This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, y'all. You lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz. Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I don't know I was acting cool, cuz. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh my gosh. Hope you guys are doing good, honey. Rocking my purple. Um, today's the big day. Not only do we have time, cuz, but we have a new president. We got a new president. His name is Joe Biden. His name is Joe Biden. Yeah, this whole situation is a mess, but I'm here for it. Today was his inauguration. He is the 46th president. Um, a lot of people are really excited. Y'all like the purple? Rocking little purple hair. I'm glad y'all like it, honey. A lot of folks were excited. It was a celebrity affair. J-Lo was there, Lady Gaga, all types of people, honey. Um, Michelle Obama was there. She's going to have to beat President, the ex-president Bush off with a stick. That man is so in love with Michelle Obama. I'm here for their little friendship, okay? I am here for their bootleg political entanglement. I just think it's cute how he's like so obsessed with her. Let me show y'all these pictures. He is so obsessed with Miss Obama. He's always there. <laughs> I don't know. I just think this is so cute. And Barack is looking like, okay, honey, that's enough. That's enough, honey. <laughs> look at him. He looking dead at her. <laughs> the older, the senior Bush, honey. He lo- oh, No, that's not the senior. That's the junior. Excuse me. The senior died. But the junior Bush, he loves him some Michelle Obama, honey. You know what? You go black. <laughs> can't go back so anyways i hope you guys are doing good i want to come on here do um a late night uh live stream so uh for all you guys um in the discord it's a lot going on i am changing things up so if you guys did not get the notification um we are moving the payment system into the discord I will no longer be taking payments via YouTube or Patreon because we've had too many people. They sign up, they get the link, and they just sit there. They don't pay again. I have people taking Zoom meetings and posting them on outside websites and shit. Y'all are so obsessed with everything we do in the Discord. Y'all are obsessed with the Zoom meetings. The one we had last night, put a teacup if y'all made it. We talked about um, minimalism and the Great Reset. It was a wonderful meeting. So I hope you 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 upload that too, okay? It was a wonderful meeting. A lot of people learn a lot from the Discord. It's always information. Um, I've, I've even went to a few other people's Discords. I'm talking about people way bigger than me, way bigger social media following. I've been to a few and it wasn't but four chat rooms and it wasn't but a few people talking. Like my Discord has become like family and I will do anything in my Game of Thrones voice to protect my family and to protect my discord. Okay. So we're going to weed out the people who are just there 
for no reason whatsoever than to be nosy. Um, we got people with multiple accounts, all types of goofy shit. We see it all. We may not talk about it, but we see it all. So if you want to continue to stay on the Discord, you need to pay through the chatting bot. It's still going to be $5 a month. I'm not raising the price, even though I could. A lot of YouTubers' Discord start at 20 bucks. I'm keeping it at 5 Okay? But you have to move on to that system. Now, for the people on YouTube who are asking, if you want to keep your YouTube badge, that is fine. You can keep paying for your badge on the YouTube system, but you also have to pay $5 to get into the Discord using the Discord bot. So you can keep both. It would just cost you $10 as opposed to 5 So that is what we're doing. We got, we, we, we uh, sit in there. We talk too much. We go deep. You know, when people leave the meetings, it is like a stress relief. A lot of us don't have a lot of people to talk to. We heard the one girl story yesterday. She's biracial. She's being raised by her Trump supporter mother who does not believe in Black Lives Matter. And she really has nobody but us. And she's so grateful for the discord. So I'm not going to let people like that down. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you were booted out because you were not participating and you're a YouTube member, send me a direct email with your discord name. I'm not letting any new people on right now. Send me an email to lovelyt2002 at yahoo.com with your discord name. And the reason, you know, whatever happened, you know, let me know. Um, and then I can send you the link to get back on. If you share my link with people who were not invited, you and your friend that you shared the link with, y'all will both be banned. Uh, we're running a tight ship and I don't want a whole bunch of agents of chaos because the censorship is real and I want my safe space. OK, they are cracking down on so many people, so many platforms. And like I said, we all don't have to agree. People have the right. There are Trump supporters. There are, you know, Joe Biden supporters. There are Democrats, Republicans, all of that. And people who are pro-black and, you know, Black Lives Matter. We have a mix of everybody and everybody's entitled to their opinion as long as there's respect. And what is bothering me and like I was saying all of this stuff, see, when I was saying this, when the Trump supporters and the anarchists took over the white, the capital, excuse me, and I said in my live stream, they're live in real time as this was happening. I said they're going to use this as the catalyst to start cracking down on social media. I said that live while it was going on. And now we are seeing that we are seeing that come to fruition. They took down Parler. Um, they banned, you know, uh, the ex-president, honey, former President Trump, and a lot of conservative voices. I'll be the first to say, I, I've always been the type of person, because like I said, I was raised in a different generation. Your thoughts, your idea, how you see stuff, that is your business. It's not my job to be the thought police, okay? We have the right to see things differently. If you want to be more conservative and that's your views, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong with people who want to be more liberal. But when you start trying to shut somebody down because you don't like what they have to say, that's why I have a problem with that. Because in the words of Lord Tyrion Lannister, yes, I'm still watching Game of Thrones. I'm going to need counseling, you guys. We are going to have a big old Game of Thrones after party when I get done with the final season. I'm going to do probably a two or three hour YouTube live stream. I want Game of Thrones fans only. 
I want y'all to call in. I need to talk to y'all. I need counseling. Like the other day, I was literally on Telegraph crying. I'm so glad my mods don't judge me. I was in tears. When, when what happened to Shireen, that, that really affected me. I had to literally like stop watching the show for a whole 24 hours. That's why I was up editing a Wendy Williams video at three o'clock in the morning because I couldn't go back to sleep because I was so shook by what happened to Princess Shireen. So it's been a lot, but I'm keeping up with the show. I love the show. I've never seen a show like this ever. So we are going to have a two hour stream. And I want to hear from y'all because we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. We're going to do a two hour stream yard. And I want my Game of Throners to call in because y'all are the only people I can talk to this about because my kids think I'm crazy. They ain't trying to hear nothing else about Game of Thrones <laughs> at all. So let me show y'all. This is what um, Lord Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones, who is my favorite character. OK, this is what he said. And it's so crazy that I'm watching this show because right now everything that Tyrion was saying in this show is proven true. I want y'all to look at this. This is Tyrion, a.k.a. Peter. He says, when you, tear, when you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Let that sink in for a moment. Let that sink in for a moment. This is what we're dealing with in today's society. That if you don't agree with the mainstream narrative, if you don't agree with me and how I view the world, you are a bad person. If I don't agree with you and how you view the world, you know, what I'm saying that I'm a bad person and it should not be like that. It should not be like that at all. We should be able to have, you know, discord and conversations and not so get not get so emotionally invested. And I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's like, when do we stop communicating? You know, and that's the thing that's kind of troubling with social media because you have a lot of people who hide behind the anonymity internet to just say and do whatever. And now shit is running downhill. So if you guys do not know, the censorship is coming. And I said this was going to happen. Now you have the mainstream media who has been jealous for years of just regular everyday people who decided to start, you know, YouTube pages, podcasts and everything else. And because we are speaking our truth, these are simply our truths, our opinions. We don't know everything. Nobody knows everything, right? We're giving commentary, but because we get more views, more people coming to our streams, watching our videos, supporting our content than they do, the jealousy is now boiling over and they cannot handle it. So what initially happened is back on January 15th, let me show this to you guys here. Give me just a second. Um, the AP, good old Associated Press, they uh, sent out a message and based on Twitter and they said, podcast rife with misinformation remain on social media platforms like Apple and Google as extremists exploit a loophole left after the tech companies crack down on other mediums. So if y'all don't see the writing on the wall, and I'm no fan of Steve Bannon, I think the guy's a thief and a crook. He's been pardoned. But the fact that they're now trying to go after podcasters 
but only the ones that don't agree with their narrative. So I find that very, very funny. So now they're trying to say that, oh, there's a loophole in podcasting, Google and Apple. You guys need to look into this and get rid of people. Now, I understand when you're a big platform, like a big podcaster, like a Joe Rogan. Are they going to touch Joe Rogan, even though he's had Alex Jones on his show several times? Absolutely not. But what about the regular people who just want to podcast, who want to have a voice, who want to say, you know, what's on their mind and their heart? And if it's not going with somebody else's narrative, you don't have the right to say that. You should be shut out. The problem is we are not living in a technocracy. And a lot of these tech companies, they have such a huge monopoly. And like I told y'all yesterday in the meeting, I broke down my theory of Napster and Sean Fanny and Sean Parker. And I'll probably end up doing a video because the more I think about it, I think my theory made a lot of damn sense to a lot of people in the Zoom meeting yesterday. So I might just turn it into a video and kind of break down how I came to this conclusion. But we've gotten so conditioned over the years with the advent of Napster and all these other, you know, technological, you know, advances, quote unquote, that we've allowed them to become a monopoly. We've literally had them give us the idea that, you know, what was the the world um, economic forum saying, the new saying, own nothing and you'll be happy. And now, you know, you have a lot of these tech companies, everything is streaming. You don't have to physically own music. You don't have to physically own your home. You don't have to physically own this and that. And now they're trying to make it where you don't have to physically own your voice. We will speak for you. You just sit there and look pretty. That is what's coming down the pipeline. And that is really scary, you guys. You know, I, I know, you know, y'all might be like, oh, you're just, you know, these are the rantings of a lunatic. But it's really not. Honestly, everything I've been saying, like, all year has been coming to pass. You know, and it's so easy to dismiss it and say, okay, well, it doesn't affect me. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not a social media influencer. I work a nine to five. You know, I don't care. I never want to be on social media. But it's always easier to dismiss it. But what happens when it does affect you? We talked about Bill Gates yesterday owning all that farmland. And, and shout out to um, Malti. He, he said some deep stuff in that meeting said some really deep stuff. The young man that called in from Louisiana, thank you so much for just the wealth of information. But it's like, you know, what happens when they tell you, you cannot eat meat anymore. I don't eat meat. I haven't had beef in years. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the right to have a burger if that's what you want. What happens when they tell you, well, you can't eat meat because, you know, um, the environment is so bad. You now have to eat vegetables. You now have to be a vegetarian. You now have to eat on Soylent, uh, Soylent Green and whatever else concoctions that he's trying to make on all this farmland that he's bought. See, it starts with banning Trump on Twitter. See, I was celebrating. I was so happy. And I'm like, do y'all not see the big picture? If they can ban the president, they can come after anybody. And that's the scary part. It's not about being a Trump supporter. It's not about being a cooner, bedwinch. See, it's easy to call me a bedwinch because you're too scared to look at the big picture. You're too scared to, you know, think outside the box. So it's easy to dismiss me as just a crazy black bedwinch who's a Trump supporter when I'm not than to really look at the writing on the wall. 
you know. So let me go ahead and uh, let me read some of these super chats. I'm going to play you guys what CNN is now saying. Shout out to all 6,000 people in here. If I'm saying some real shit, hit that like button. Don't be in here sipping and, and mad and not getting like, okay? Thank you. So let me go ahead and read these super chats here. Um, Money Cash Lexus sent 20 says, I always thought Bush and Condoleezza had something going on during those summers at his ranch. Honey, possibly. You know, who knows? But I, I you can tell he definitely has an affinity for black women. And I just think his connection with Michelle Obama is just really cute. It's cute. Uh, let's see here. Melanie Theodore sent nine ninety nine. She says, I love your content. You allow true unbiased content. I'm not a fan of Trump, but the censorship will apply to us as it will to him. People need to wake up. Amen. Thank you so much. That's what I've always said. This is not about Trump. Y'all remember when the, who remembers when when Trump lost the election, how the Trump supporters, they were sending me money to cuss me out. Somebody sent 50 bucks. So they were unsubscribing. How dare I make memes and clown because Trump didn't win? Remember, I got drugged by the Trump supporters. So how did you go from getting drugged to being a Trump supporter? Make it make sense. It has nothing to do with supporting him and his policies or him as a president. But I have an issue when every social media platform follows like a lemming to, to ban him off of social media. Because again, when that happens to him, don't cry when it happens to you. Um, let's see here. Jess Lolo sent four ninety nine says, "Careful, girl, you're spilling too much tea, honey. We're I, I'm good. I, I'm blessed and highly favored. You know what I'm saying? I've said nothing on this stream to disrespect anybody. I haven't called for any type of violence. All I'm saying is just wake up and understand what's going on in the world around you. So, you know, and it, it, it's all good. Whatever happens, happens. I'm, I'm content and I'm blessed. Um, let me see here. Love you sent fourteen ninety nine. She says, hey, T, do you think it's unprofessional to cry and laugh loud at work about what, about screaming in the parking lot? I, honey, I don't know. I don't, that, I don't even know the backstory of what you're saying. But thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Angelique Butler sent 999 says, that's probably why all these celebrities are jumping onto podcasts because they're easier to control. Mm, then the regular person, the most feared person is someone who has nothing to lose. You better preach, sis. It all makes sense. Look how many celebrities have ran to replace YouTubers and podcasters because they know they're not going to push the envelope. They're not going to, you know, swing the pendulum too far. They're going to be neutral, be in the middle, feed you with a bunch of just nonsensical nonsense, who wore what, who's fucking who. You know what I'm saying? Anything deeper than that, their, their publicist, their manager won't let them talk about it. So I believe that is why they are being flooded to the podcast market. Because remember, podcasting wasn't cool. The cool thing, all the cool kids were in movies and in TV shows. Now all of a sudden, these same people who made their whole, you know, living off of being in movies and TV shows, now y'all want to talk on a microphone? Why? Aren't, didn't you go to school for acting? You know, it's, it's just very interesting. Um, David Camarillo, Sam 499 says, hey, T. Hey, David. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Storybrooke Villain says Little Wayne and Kodak out to spread ignorance and death to the black community, but not actual black people that have helped the community preach. I was not happy about that. And I'm gonna keep it real. I may be a hip hop fan, but I see the BS. I wasn't happy about them being pardoned because there's too many, like you said, black people out here who are 
who have done things for the community and their political prisoners. You have black people out here who have done lesser crimes, you know, and were railroaded by all these drug laws that the Clintons, you know, enforced in the 90s, and they're still in there. Little Wayne hasn't even been tried yet. Why is he being pardoned? Kodak Black, how many times has he gone in and out of jail like a revolving door? Obviously, he hasn't learned his lesson. You've been blessed. You have a platform. You made money. You're a rapper. You're well-known, but you're still doing stupid shit. Maybe you need to sit down. So, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't happy about those uh, particular pardons. I wasn't impressed. Um, let's see here. Luther's boy said 1999 says, hey, T, looking um, cute as always. I'm not here for the censorship, but I'm always here to sip my tea with you. Love you. Holla at you in the discord. Thank you so much, love. And thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, let's see here. Um. Love you sent 499 says, hey T, would you be surprised if I had a boyfriend? Um, Deidre Robbins sent $10 and says, love you T, thanks for always sharing your platform on Zoom. It is a great outlet and a uh, place to connect. I'm oh, OD in the Discord. Okay, thank you so much for the super chat, love. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, the Zoom meetings, I love them. It's just like a really nice way for me to get to know you guys and match names to faces and things like that. So I definitely love it. Um, Crystal Girl says, hey, T, do you think there can be a middle ground with censorship of extremist groups? I agree with you, but they do have too much power over perception. Um, yeah, I mean, there has to be a middle ground, right? I mean, think about it. People always say that we have freedom of speech. Oh, I, I'm free to say whatever. Well, not really, because you can't go into a movie theater and yell fire. So there's certain speeches that, you know, that's not protected. So, yes, if somebody is being a threat, OK, to society and to others or they're starting extremist groups and things like that, then, yes, they need to be the platform. But if somebody's saying that I'm a Trump supporter and I agree with his policies does that mean that they shouldn't ever have a voice? You know, I think like at some point in time, common sense has to kick in. What is really extremism, racism and things like that? And what is somebody just stating a, a difference of opinion or being more, you know, conservative leaning? And I think that's where they need to figure it out, because literally they have silenced so many people on Twitter. It's ridiculous. It, it just really is. Um, advice, advice queen Sam 499 says, yeah, they paid for them pardons. That's why little Wayne sold his masters. Mm. Now the tea that I heard on the pardons, I was taking some notes. They were saying that supposedly you had to be sponsored and the minimum was $2 million is what I'm hearing. So some of those pardons were, and you know, honey, Trump is a hustler. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was low-key selling pardons. Not at all. So thank you for the super chat, sis. Um, Natasha S. says, hey, it's Natasha from Haiti here. T, we love you. Looking beautiful as always. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Shout out to all my zos. <laughs> um, Sarah Safiq, 10499 says, if you ever watch Black Mirror, a lot of that stuff is in the near future already here. Mostly a lot of shows is happening right now. Yeah, it's all predictive programming and all of that stuff in from Black Mirror to just all types of movies and TV shows. Definitely predictive programming. And it's really scary. Um, thank you for the super chat, too. 
Mr. GC1575 says it's George Orwell's 1984 being played out. Binge watch Z Nation and watch the movie Demolition Man. Hold on, it disappeared. And watch the movie Demolition Man to see more of what's to come. Thank you so much. I got to check out Z Nation. Y'all have given me a list of shows to watch after I get done binge watching Game of Thrones. And I'm going to watch them because I'm like, I can't go from watching something as deep as Game of Thrones back to like loving hip hop. Or, you know, I'm still going to sip on Real Housewives. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's definitely not the same. It's definitely... It, it's trash compared to Game of Thrones. So I, I'm going to be watching even more deep shows. And I think people are telling me to watch American Gods and a few other ones. Like I have like a little list written down. So I'm just, I'm going to be binge watching all damn year because we ain't got nothing else to do. So I'm definitely going to do that. So let me go ahead and play you guys the video, you guys. So give me just a second. Thank you all for the super chats here. Um, let me pull, let me get this video ready. Give me two seconds. This is, when I seen this, I was just like, wow, these folks have no shame. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry. That's elevator music. All right, here you go. Y'all go ahead and check this out really quick. That has been perpetuated, in my view, by platforms like the one where I used to work, Facebook, as well as Twitter and others. It's really hard because what's happening is people are able to seek out the information that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. That is what's happening is that you know, people have so much choice now. They can choose what their news sources are. They can choose what influencers they want to follow. Um, and, and they can try to seal out anything that que- helps them question that. And th- I think that gets to a, a really core issue uh, with how our freedoms as Americans and, and the way we have treated press freedom in, in the past is being abused by these actors um, in that we have given a lot of leeway, uh, both in the traditional media and on social media, to people to have a very broad range of political views. And it is now in the great economic interest of those individuals to become more and more radical. And I think that one of the places you can see this is on the, the fact that you now have competitors to Fox News on their right, OANN yes. and Newsmax, which are carried by all the major cable networks. Um, who are trying to now outflank Fox on the right, because the moment Fox introduced any kind of realism into their reporting, immediately a bunch of people chose to put themselves into a sealed ecosystem. And they can do that both on cable, they can do it online. um, And that becomes a a huge challenge of figuring out how do you bring those people back into the mainstream of fact-based reporting and try to get us all back into the, the same consensual reality. And can you, is that possible? Seems like that's an open question. It's hard. I mean, I think we got to do a couple things. One, there needs to be an intentional work by the social media companies collaborating together to work on violent extremism in the same way they worked on ISIS. I was when I started, half of the Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the election, um, and there will be a continual political pressure on the the companies to not take it seriously. So I think first, you have Mm. to focus on those violent extremists and those companies have to be brave in that way. And second, we have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger larger audience than daytime CNN. And they are extremely radical and pushing extremely uh, radical views. And so it's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, 
but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Um, This is, you know, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think is where we're going to have to go here. Alex and Chris, thank you both. All right. Let me come back on the screen. So you guys just heard what he had to say. That is some scary stuff um, that they're saying. It's very disheartening. Now, I know some people are saying, well, the reason why they're cracking down, the reason why they're getting rid of a lot of um, conservatives or Trump supporters or just whoever on Twitter is because they were spreading false misinformation. But my thing is, where does personal responsibility lie? And again, this goes back to the dumbing down of society and people looking for somebody else to do the job for them. Okay, when we were growing up, like people lied all the damn time. People made up stories. It was your job to make sure that what they were telling you wasn't a lie. But we've been so conditioned that if we see it on social media, it has to be real. If we see it on my Facebook timeline, it has to be real. Remember the onion (laughs) when they had I mean, I'm assuming they're still around. The Onion was a site that purposely made fake news, fake news stories. And it was funny. You know, people had a laugh, but people knew that it wasn't real. So my thing is why. So even if somebody spreads disinformation or lies, why are you as the consumer not saying, hmm, let me look into this. Hmm. Let me see if it's true. You know, that's the that's the problem. And the thing that I find really funny is that this man here. Um, let me see if I wrote down his name. His name is Alex Stamos. So he is one of the, he worked at Facebook since, uh, I think he's been, he's left, but he started with Facebook in 2015. So he is one of the top execs at Facebook. Now, let's remember when Facebook got started. Sean Parker came out years ago. Remember, he he felt very guilty, him, and then the, I forget the Indian guy's name, um, they were on that social media movie as well that was on Netflix that was trending, The Social Dilemma. Remember, they came out and they admitted to making Facebook as addictive as possible. That every time you got a thumbs up, aka a like, it was supposed to trigger dopamine hits in you. Just like when you're at a casino and you get three cherries in a row. And, you know, the noise and the flashing and all that stuff. So let me get this straight. Y'all basically found a human vulnerability, a human weakness. Y'all played on that knowingly because Sean Parker admitted to this. Knowingly, y'all became billionaires. Like these are some of like the richest guys in the world, these tech guys. Y'all became billionaires off of this. And now y'all want to shame the people that are now addicted to the product, y'all are worse than dope boys. That, I mean, imagine a dope boy, okay, saying I got that good crack, I got that good hair on. Here, sample. You sample it and you're like, well, damn, this shit is good. I am high as hell. And you get addicted. And now he wants to prophesize to you and shame you because you become a crackhead. Oh, you shouldn't have been smoking crack. Oh, crack's bad for the soul. But you sold it to me. I don't know if that's a ghetto analogy, but that's how I look at this shit. <laughs> it's capitalism at its best. 
Yeah, use the people, use their weaknesses, use their vulnerabilities. And now you're shaming them and saying that, oh, it's this has gotten too big. The toothpaste has come out the tube. Y'all can't stuff it back in. So now y'all want to silence the populace. And now what they're trying to do, y'all know my analogies, honey, okay? And now what they're trying to do, they're trying to basically put pressure on the cable companies and on uh, other tech companies like Google and Apple. They're trying to put pressure on them because they don't want competition. They don't, they want to be the only monopoly. They want to be the last piece on the board. They want anybody else to go to jail and become bankrupt and get out the monopoly playing board. That is their intentions. I had never, I had heard of Parler, but I had never used it until all the drama. So I said, well, let me go ahead and sign up and see what this is about. I went on, I, I you know, I looked around. It kind of looked like a modern version of Twitter. You know, there's lots of people on there, you know, but I didn't really see anything crazy. But to see them just be wiped off of the Google store, the Android store, Amazon pulled their servers. That is really disturbing because, again, if you really think about it, all of these platforms have been guilty of having extremists on their platforms. Facebook, how many people have used Facebook to, you know, do shootings and and hurt people on Facebook Live? I've watched so many young guys get shot. Oh, I'm here in front of the store. What's up? And then the ops roll out and, and shoot them. Should Facebook be held liable for some fucking neighborhood beef? Elliot Rogers, he did all that mess to innocent women in Cali. Should YouTube, my favorite platform on earth, be held liable because he posted his manifesto here? So be careful the slippery slope. Am I freezing? It looks like I'm still talking. Be scared. Be careful of, the, of this slippery slope that some of y'all are um, that are some of y'all are perf- um, supporting. Excuse me. Even if you don't use Parler, if you didn't know what it was, what happened to them? was crazy. Imagine if somebody wanted to blame Instagram for all the nonsense that goes on on that site. Child, you know, pee and all types of stuff. Should Instagram then just be removed and and obliterated? So my thing is, this is a really, really double-edged sword. It's a slippery slope and it's really disturbing. It really is. And I think that's why a lot of people are running to alternatives now. Like a lot of us are on Telegraph. And even then I heard they're trying to, you know, uh, possibly take down Telegraph because Instagram doesn't want competition. And who owns Instagram? Facebook. So it's really scary that this is becoming a monopoly. But again, welcome to American capitalism. So, okay. Hope you guys are doing good and hanging in there. Um, Let's see here. Alan Stitz uh, says Dallas, Texas in the building. Talk that talk, sis. Alan and Troy, thank you guys so much for the super chat. I appreciate you. Um, Tanisha Brown sent a $10 sticker. Thank you so much, Tanisha. Meredith Spriggs says you can literally buy humans on Instagram still, but they pull down conservatives. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Yeah. There's a lot of nefarious stuff that goes on in all of these social media platforms, you know? And so if they're not going to do that for and and put the blame on all these platforms, how is it okay to just single out one? Well, they did that because 
at the time, Parlor was the number one app in the app store. Can't have that if you're Instagram or if you're Twitter. So it's about snuffing out the competition. And that's really sad. Um, Victoria Sin $5 says, Tia took forever to delete both Facebook and Instagram, but I don't miss it, to be honest. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you for the super chat, sis. Yeah, a lot of people are deleting different apps. And, you know, I, I do social media, so I'm, I'm not deleting anything. I ain't going to front. But I know a lot of people are deleting a lot of social media apps. Um, even for me, I've even scaled back on my use on Instagram because it's like, unless I'm posting foolishness, here comes a, a, a ding. Post something else, you're going to get banned. We done dung you. We done dinged you three times. Post some more shit. You're going to be out of here. It's like, what did I do? I'm not posting anything different than anybody else. So, you know, they, they, they just, they do little funny stuff. I just don't have time. So I'm just literally just in my discord. It's peaceful. There's lots of information, you know, like-minded people to talk to. So that's, that's where I'm at. I just, you know, all these other platforms have just disgusted me with the censorship and the constant threats that they're giving to people. Um, so let's see here. I've been on for over 30 minutes already. So I want to talk about the damn, damn, 36 minutes. Time be flying, huh? When you're having fun, right? So I want to go ahead and talk about the whole Wendy Williams situation, okay? So Wendy Williams, okay, she's been doing a lot lately. Now we all know she's been beefing with her brother, Tommy. He and I told you I did the video the other day. I got nothing but you know attention seeking vibes from him. I didn't know she had a brother. Um, I stopped watching Wendy a while ago. I don't tune into her show unless she goes viral for something or unless somebody sends me the clip. So I don't know the in and outs of everything that's going on with Wendy, but from what I saw of her brother's channel, the things that he was doing, I just saw through the BS and the little soft spoken voice. Um, he's looking for clout. He's looking for followers and he's trying to make a name off of his sister, which to me, I think is tacky. Even his, his, his bio on social media is I'm Tommy, uh, Wendy Williams brother. That'd be like my brother is starting an Instagram page and saying, Hey, I'm lovely T's brother. Okay. So <laughs> like, what do you want me to do with this information, sir? You know? So my thing is I respect him more. If he came and was trying to make something of himself through his own merit and hard work. Okay, you want to start a podcast? You want to be a YouTuber? Cool. There's room for everybody on here. But why do you have to use it by throwing shade at your sister and spinning lies on her? I just find that really weird. So what happened is that the next day when he had came out with his response to Wendy about her snapping on him on the show, she ended up once again taking to um, her show and she kind of explained the situation more in depth and she went back in on her brother. So I'm sure he wasn't feeling it, but whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this video of her talking about her brother and what he did. So give me just a second here. Okay, y'all go ahead and listen to this. I said, Dad, but there's more to the story, and you know it, and you know it. So here it is. Count me down, because I don't want to spend more than a minute and a half on this. Seriously. Um, Tommy, you know I was at Mommy's service. And you know she looked beautiful in her casket. 
and you know that you fist fought a loving member of our family, half your age, who was supposed to be somebody, a blood relative, everyone, not my son. My son is in the back, shocked that he's at his grandmother's funeral, studying for midterm. And I'm going between a closed service, saying hello to people, and also my son wanted me to quiz him so that he gets an A. It's weird how kids are, but he's 20, and it was, it was something. You started a fight over an open casket right there with my mother. Thank God we were at a civilized funeral home. And the man of the funeral home blocked so mommy wouldn't fall out and there'd be a catastrophe. You should know better at 53. And for all of you all who wonder why I said on that day, I appreciated my ex-husband more than I could ever appreciate my brother. It's because my ex-husband was invited to be there. I went to my father. My mother and I had talked about this a while, like a, while, a long time ago. You know, when you're 86 years old, it doesn't just happen. You know, it's a slow process. And for me, I'm the daughter or, or family member or whoever who would talk to my mom about anything. And I would ask her, you know, how do you want to look? My mother was wearing a beautiful cheetah print dress that my father got for dirt cheap at Neiman Marcus. And it was her barometer dress. It still had the tag on it. That was a minute and 30 seconds. Okay. Anyway, and she had on the right lipstick, she, a particular pink she wanted to wear. She looked gorgeous. They gave her her tan because all she did was want to bake in the sun. She was a sun girl. And you fought with our family member. And my ex-husband came back to my son and I. He said, I know it's not my best. By the way, he smelled really good and was Dior up and down. That was that. No, we're not getting back together. Follow what I'm saying to you. My son and I are sitting here studying. I'm trying to ignore what's going on over there, looking to make sure that my father's okay. My sister was kind of handling everything. And I just, I, I, I was removed. And Big Kev said, um, I need to break this up. This is not right. Your mother wouldn't, this is not right. And I said, Kevin, what do you think to my son? He said, mommy, everybody's here is old. So nobody is getting up to fight. And so I said, all right, Kevin, you do this, but please don't throw fists and stuff because you will be the one blamed. And me and your son will go to court and defend you all the way to the end because we see, do you understand the difference between he will always be my ex-husband, but in the name of what was right, and we gave a low key woe hunter, all three of our hands like this, and he walked up to the front and separated my brother and this young family member who was very confused being a young man and moved it all out there to the lobby. Still heard the screaming. The funeral home turned up the music a little bit. Daddy was fine. We went on with the rest of the day. Before going back to my sister's for um, the collard greens and the good food that you do after a service, I said to my son, I said, you know, your dad is really something else. I don't want to mislead you or guide you into thinking that we're getting. He said, mom, I know, I know. I said, 
you want to just the three of us go out and grab something to eat and also bring stuff over to Aunt Wanda's? Do you, you want to just like change the mood and celebrate family and find it in our hearts to kind of not forgive, but move on in the name of the service and Papa and the rest of us? And my son said, yeah. And that's why we went out to eat afterwards, the three of us. All right, Wendy. All right, that's a lot of damn talking. I'm like, is she done yet? She said it was going to be a minute. And that was the short version. Um, She literally talked about that for 10 minutes. I cut it down to four minutes. But... I don't know. I find this whole situation strange because Wendy is very much about her privacy. She's a very guarded woman. I don't blame her, you know, but I also feel like she's doing a lot of talking lately. And I have to wonder, is this because of this Lifetime movie? Okay. not only is she beefing with her brother that I didn't even know existed until the beef started. I mean, I know a lot of y'all Wendy fans knew she had a brother, but there was there's a segment of the population like me and others who had no idea that she had, you know, a brother and a sister. Um, I just find it very interesting that they decide this moment to go back and forth when we know that she's also trying to promote her Lifetime movie. Now, if that's not crazy enough, and this is why I'm calling her Chatty Patty, and I feel like there's more to it going on, okay? Because Wendy don't talk this much. She didn't talk this much when she was going through it with Kevin Hunter, when he knocked up that side chick. She was acting like, you know, she was oblivious to the shit. But now all of a sudden, she won't stop talking. So if you guys do not know, Wendy went on another media run with ET Canada, and basically, they asked her about the situation with her ex-husband, and they asked her, has she seen the baby? Like, bitch, what kind of question is that? Why would she want to see the little side baby? You see how messy these mainstream media people are? Wendy should have cussed her out, but, you know, she did good. She, she handled it well. She really did. Let me go ahead and show y'all this real quick. Gator to uncover the truth and eventually filed for divorce in 2019 after Hunter's mistress became pregnant with his child, as seen here by the Daily Mail. Have you met the baby? Have you... The baby? No, why would I want to meet her? I don't know her. And I don't want to know her. You don't want to meet her. Okay. No, she'll, she'll want to meet me first, though. Do you Have know you... where your father was the night that your mother was giving birth? He was with that lady on TV, Miss Wendy. Because he was with me. You've moved on. He's he's moved on. Have yeah. you forgiven the situation now? Yeah. I don't regret meeting him. I don't regret falling in love with him. I don't regret expressing my love on radio and TV about him, even though I knew that he was a cheat and I knew I was going to divorce him and I knew the bitch and I knew the situation. Now with her divorce. All right, yeah. Let me go ahead and come on. The, I don't know how the beef popped up. Okay. So you guys heard everything that Wendy was saying in that video. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've never seen her be this much of a chatty patty because Wendy is usually like really quiet. She doesn't talk about anything, but I think she handled that well. I mean, I thought that was like a really tacky question. Like, bitch, would you go and see your your ex-husband's baby that was conceived while he was cheating on you with another woman? Like, please sit down. You know, Wendy knew about his cheating. You know, so that's that's nothing new. He'd been cheating on her, but that was the breaking point for her. Like I said, a lot of relationships, I keep screaming relationship goals without knowing that some of these relationships have stipulations. 
You know, you have some women who don't care if their man cheats and strays because they feel like a man's going to be a man. But the breaking point is usually a baby because the baby is always the reminder of that affair. So that was Wendy's breaking point when she decided to leave Kevin. But of course, they're still going to get along. They have a 20-year-old child together. You know, just because you're divorced does not mean that, you know, you're not going to just deal with each other. You're tied with that person for life because you guys share a child. So I just thought that that was like really goofy, but I think Wendy handled it well, but I have to keep it real. I feel like all this chatting that she's doing (laughs) is promo for her damn Lifetime movie. Cause you know, people are going to go watch thinking like, oh, I wonder if she's going to talk about the brother in the movie. Is she going to, you know, say more stuff about Kevin? Is she going to go into details about how Kevin was cheating on her and all this stuff and how she found out? I think that is why she's on this damn hobo media tour you know what I'm saying? To like spill her own tea to get people to go view it. And I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her. You know what I'm saying? She was hurt. She went through it. So why not, you know what I'm saying? Be compensated for your heartache. Why not be compensated for the drama? So I'm not mad, but I see through the media bullshit. Okay. I see what she's on, but I'm not mad at her. Get your coins, Wendy. How you doing? <laughs> Let me go ahead and read some super chats here. Um, let's see. Stephanie Brown sent $5. Says, yes, see, looking good, my internet sis. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks for coming through. Um, Nija Peterson sent $19.99. She says, hey, team, I got dumped today. Oh, after two years. I'm feeling terrible, but your live is a nice pick-me-up. I love you. I love you, too. Hold your head up high, you know. If you got dumped after two years, that obviously was not the person for you. So something better will come along. So thank you so much. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad that my live, my live um, could pick up your spirits a little bit. So I'm really sorry to hear that. Because heartbreak, hooey. Heartbreak ain't no joke at all. Y'all go ahead and show, show her some love, you guys. She's going through a heartache. Um, put some hearts in the chat for her. It will get better, sis. This is just temporary. Um, let's see here. Uh, EJ Lofton sent $5. He said, okay, Purple Rain, Purple Rain, Purple Rain. (laughs) I wish I could sing like Prince, damn it. Um, He says, okay, Purple Rain, finally caught alive. I listen on the podcast while driving around doing my side hustle. I know that's right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I have to save this for later. Love you. Love you too. And thank you so much. We had a woman call into the show yesterday. And her side hustle, um, she's a, a Uber driver. And she was saying she is making bank right now. So she was giving good tips. So a lot of y'all, if y'all are struggling, if you don't feel like showing your damn, you know, ass and tits on OnlyFans, okay? Uber and Lyft is a good way to get extra money because they don't scare so many people with this whole pandemic. Um, a lot of people don't want to go to the store. They don't want to pick up stuff. So now they do like Instacart. Um, Because she like does Instacart driving and Uber driving. Sometimes they'll, you know, contact the Uber to say, can you pick this person up or take me here and there? So a lot of people are using it more. So that's a good way to make money. So definitely look into that if you don't feel comfortable with, you know, the alternatives. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for that. Enjoy your side hustle and thank you for coming through. Let's see here. JFeeFan97 sent $7, says, much blessing, superstar, poster woman. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming through, love. 
Um, Masadre023 says, love the purple. You look beautiful as always. Hashtag Discord squad. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. Y'all had me cracking up earlier today on Discord. So basically, everybody who went to upgrade to the new system, their name turns blue. It goes from white to blue, and that's how you know that you've been upgraded successfully. Honey, folks was in there posting crit walking emojis. Folks was in there posting little Kim videos when she had that little blue outfit on. I mean, it was just so funny. As soon as they turned blue, it was like all these little blue gifts. Y'all had me in there dying earlier today. I'm like, the Discord is a mess. Uh, let's see here. Um, Sugarcane Canyella says, 1984 is coming around the corner. I feel sorry for the sheep who cheered when Trump got deplatformed. Um, now they're, no, no one is safe, at least, um, least of all the regular Joe Schmoes. I agree with you. I agree 100%. And thank you so much for the super chat. And that's the thing, you know, like I said, am I a fan? No, you know what I'm saying? But when we cheer that on and we say that that's okay, be careful when that, because the pendulum always swings back, you know? So it could also come back on you as well. Um, Draco Kodak says, T, I'd love to know who's your favorite Thrones character at the beginning of the show and who is your favorite after you've completed the series. Mm. Yeah, like, it's just been an emotional roller coaster. Like, at this point, I don't even want to get attached to anybody else. But um, I've had my ups and downs with Khaleesi. I kind of went in thinking that she'd just automatically be my favorite. I've had my ups and downs with her. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how she, you know, holds on. But um, Tyrion, that is my heart. Like, I, I love him and I love Princess Shireen. I just really resonated with them. And I finally kind of sat and I thought to myself, like, why do these two resonate with me so much? And I finally realized why. And I'll talk about it when I do my Game of Thrones review. <laughs> So y'all gonna have to wait, but I know why why those two really resonated with me. Cause I, I really cried when she died. I was not expecting that at all. That like I was like, I need counseling at this point. Cause I, I this is just too much. Okay. <laughs> but thank you so much for the super chat, sis. Um, let's see here. Nubian Khaleesi. Okay, Game of Thrones. All right. I'm starting to recognize these names. See, this was like a month ago. I'd be like, okay, I don't even know how to pronounce that, but I know how to pronounce it now. <laughs> she says thank you for all you do t winter is coming can't wait for the party you will need therapy lol much love yes definitely and like joe biden kept saying it's gonna be a dark winter honey and i keep thinking like damn winter's coming on great game of thrones and joe biden keeps talking about a dark winter it's funny like how all this stuff is like intermeshed in this show but um yeah i'm definitely gonna need some counsel <laughs> I was up at six o'clock this morning watching it, like screaming and just really upset. I'm on season six. So if y'all know about season six, I'm on part one. Y'all know I was upset. So I'm not going to ruin it for the people who haven't watched it yet. But I cannot wait for this Game of Thrones party. Um, it's going to be mad spoilers. So if you have not watched it, do not come crying and mad. This is for the people who are fans of the show, who have watched the show. We need to have a roundtable discussion. We need to talk about this. I need, I need counseling and therapy from you all, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been on here almost an hour. 
It is just flying. I can't believe how much time has flown by. Let me see. I want to make sure I hit up all my points. I did. Oh, did y'all know? Let me get on this really quick before I do go. Um, Snoop Dogg got his homeboy pardon. I don't know if y'all saw this, but the Death Row co-founder, Harry O, um, he went to prison. They sentenced him to like damn near 30 years, but he went to prison um, he's been in there for years, but Snoop Dogg pardoned helped, you know, she he had reached out to Trump and they ended up pardoning him, which I found funny because Snoop talked all that shit about Trump. But he got his homeboy out though. So go ahead and check this out. They posted this on Instagram. They say, happy to announce that Harry O, co-founder of Death Row Records, is coming home today thanks to myself at Snoop Dogg. And add Alicia Marie Free, the three amigos. Harry O is coming home, a big win for hip hop. Other supporters include Van Jones 68 and at MC Hammer and many more. So, yeah, we have another person tied to hip hop besides Lil Wayne and Kodak Black um, being freed. Now, I do feel like the reason why Trump is freeing a lot of these people. Um, I definitely think it's for a reason. Trump don't make moves unless he can benefit him, honey. But he wants the hip-hop community to look at him as hip and strong. I want y'all to see this picture. Somebody sent it to me. Let me show y'all this real quick. I fell out when I seen that. They said Trump after he pardoned Kodak and Lil Wayne. I think he's definitely trying to win favor um, in the Black community because of just everything that's gone on, like it with his presidency and, you know, all the drama with the mainstream media. So I believe that that's why he went to, you know, let those particular people out that were tied to hip hop. So hopefully I'll say this, hopefully with them being pardoned, they would just do the right thing and stay out of trouble. Cause it'd be a damn shame if Kodak Black gets pardoned and then we turn around and his ass is back in jail for some foo-foo shit. So hopefully he takes this as a lesson learned and as a blessing, he sits his ass down somewhere. Let me go ahead and read this here. Um, Jaden Whedon says, T, you need to watch Attack on Titan. Love you. Love you too. I need to watch a lot of shows, apparently. I mean, it's like a whole new world out here. Now that I'm not just watching Love and Hip Hop and <laughs> Real Housewives and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I've just been so used to watching reality TV for so long. Like, I can tell you everything about uh, Real Housewives, every damn, you know, state. But I just, you know, it's hard for me to get into scripted shows because it's like they take a lot of concentration. You, you, you can't do anything. Like when Game of Thrones is on, laptop is shut, phone is off, lights are off. It takes a lot of concentration. Whereas with reality television, you know what's going to happen next. They're going to be arguing about some foolishness, throwing drinks at each other, talking shit, seeing each other, not busting a grape. So you can listen to them while you clean your house. Because <laughs> that's just what I do. I'm in the kitchen frying fish and cleaning and shit with reality TV in the background. You know, so but with this, like you have to like really pay attention. So y'all have been giving me a lot of good shows. That I'm definitely going to be checking out. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Nikki V says there are over 8,000 viewers and 3.5K likes. Let's get them up real quick. Thank you so much, Nikki. Yes, you guys, please hit the live stream with the like. I would really appreciate it. Um, let's see. 
Cindy Canales says, my friend got me into Game of Thrones a couple years ago, but stopped at season three. Hearing you talk about Game of Thrones makes me want to go back and finish this series. Yeah, definitely do. I can see why people stop because I didn't get that at first either. Like, oh, this is so good. Why is everybody stopping midway? Well, damn, because by the time you get to damn season four and five, you want to you want to see counseling. You're in your room shaking and crying like literally. And thank goodness I have people I can talk to. You know what I'm saying? I can like text or call because I'd be hitting Rejoice up like Rejoice. Oh my God. Like I was really shook when that happened to Sansa. And I noticed that every time uh, Ramsey Snow would come on the screen, he physically gave me anxiety. Like I'd be shaking. I was starting to feel like Theon. So I see why people quit. Because if you're really sensitive and especially if you're empathic, you are picking up on all that stuff. And the way that Ramsey character just looks at you, the, the actor, I went on his Instagram page just to like be like, calm down, T, he's an actor. And it was hard for me to even look at him on his Instagram page because he plays the hell out that role. All of these people do. They all play the hell out their roles, you know? And then, you know, just the cinematography, the way it's shot, it's just, it takes you to a whole nother world. So I, I get why you quit because there's been times I've been like, I can't go any further because this is just too much. But I'm hanging in there. I'm going to make it to the end. Um, let's see here. Paula sent for uh, Pauline. Joseph sent $4.99. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you. Um, Mad Hatter 35 says, oh, my God, don't watch Attack on the Titans. It will be too much for you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the first episode had me shook. Oh, my gosh. Where have all these shows been my life? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, love. Um, Bless Bree says, have you ever watched BoJack Horseman? It may look like a silly show, but it's actually really good and that provoking. Now, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. I'm gonna have to look that up. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. So yeah, I've been on here now an hour. It doesn't even feel like it has gone by so fast. This was an awesome stream. Um, I hope you guys take a lot away from the stream you know, as far as censorship and the things that are coming down the pipeline um, and just the conditioning and how this was just all, you know, they've been playing us the whole time. You know, the regular people make these tech companies and these platforms what they are today. If it wasn't for just regular smuggler people like me and you who made Facebook accounts, who made MySpace accounts, who made Instagram accounts, because remember, Hollywood wasn't on social media immediately. We were the weirdos. We were the outcasts. There was no, there were no badges. Everybody was the same on social media. You may have more followers, but you didn't have a blue check mark. It was just a place for regular people to converse. And it's very funny that all of this was okay back then, but now that there's money to be made and advertisements and everybody who started these social media platforms are now billionaires. Now they want to punish the same people who made these platforms what they are today. So if y'all don't see the play for the underlay, I don't know what else to tell y'all. But on that note, you guys, I'm out. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody who sent the super chat. Sorry if I wasn't able to read yours. I you know, apologize about that. Um, but I will see you guys on the Discord. Again, if you were booted out, send me an email and your Discord name and we can go from there. So I'll see you guys later. Bye.